Hello and welcome back to He Makes the Ball Talk Gibberish. Um, another weekend and, well, some more controversy for sure. Um, we're going to be, you know, the games went as expected, I think, generally for with results. And uh, so we're just going to talk about, I mean, all the top four, well, the top three won. Uh, and Man United, who are pushing for fourth place, also won. And they all won by one goal and one controversial penalty uh, each. So... You know, I think that we're just going to talk about penalties really uh, this week. You know, we're not necessarily we're not going to talk about diving or anything. We're just going to simply talk about the penalty decisions and whether I think that they were a penalty or not. So we're going to go through them in order. But first of all, just quickly going to say that Brentford Watford on Friday night. We're going to start with that initially. So uh, yeah, so this was a huge game for them both. Obviously, uh, you know, we've all we've talked about Brentford and Watford. On this on this chat before, and uh, you know we're a bit worried about Brentford because uh, you know although they are really good to watch, like they're great, and I really enjoy watching them, and I obviously hope they stay up, and I think every neutral probably does. Um, you know we were a bit worried that they might not have the experience and the nous to stay up, you know, and to um, you know if they get battered, we we talked about if they get battered one week, like you know it's it's about how you bounce back because like a lot of teams are going to get battered this season. A lot of teams fighting relegation. Um, and it just depends on how you bounce back from it. So, you know, but against the teams who are likely to be down there as well at the end of the season, you need to win the games. And this service was huge for Brentford against Watford, at home to Watford. And they, they won it. You know, it was, it was a, they, they, they looked as like they were going to lose. Like they were losing with seven minutes to go, but they got a 94th minute penalty. So again, another penalty decided it. This one wasn't as controversial for me. You know, it was, it was, I thought it was a penalty. And uh, it was a, a nice, nice penalty. Uh, you know, a night. Umbuemo, apologies, uh, scored the penalty, and it, it, it was great. It was, it was a good game for Brentford to win. It was a huge game, and that puts them tenth now. And they're quite clear of it. You know, they are nine points above Burnley, who do have a game in hand on them. But you know, that they are nine points clear of the relegation zone currently. So that is a huge gap between them and the bottom three. And, you know, they look good. They look as though they can pick up points against sides who are going to be down there. But also they give the big sides a, a game, you know. like And you can't really say that about any of the other sides down there. Like, I mean, they drew against Liverpool 3 all uh, earlier this season. Brentford, that was probably the best game of the season so far, um, off the top of my head. But, um, you know, none of the other teams would do that. Like, you know, you've got Norwich, Newcastle, Burnley, Watford, Southampton, Everton... These these teams are all getting battered by basically and Leeds of course you know because Leeds are open and they they play a open sort of style, um, but Leeds I would say are a little bit of an anomaly because they are a lot better they play a lot better football and it's only a matter of time I think still personally it's only a matter of time until they actually start picking up points and, and beating the sides around them, um, but anyway you know so that was a big win and Watford have been going since since that win against United. They've been going in the opposite direction. They have lost every single game since then. And, you know, it is, it's looking difficult. They concede a lot of goals. They've conceded the most goals apart from Norwich and Newcastle, but obviously. Um, and they and they, they score a lot of goals, though. You know, they score, they've scored more goals than uh, six or seven other teams in the league. You know, they've scored more goals than Spurs. They've scored as many goals as Arsenal. You know, so, so the scoring goals isn't the problem. It's going to be how many they concede and the way they set up. And it just looks as though they're going to concede goals all the way through the season. And uh, I I would be worried if I was a Watford fan um, because they, they look 
look as though they just. I mean, yeah, this was a huge game, and they were winning with seven minutes to go, and they still contrived to lose the game. So you know, it was uh, must have been a difficult one to take, and that can knock some confidence out of you, you know. So yeah, um, but Brentford going well, and you know, more power to them. Hopefully, they can uh, maintain it. So what we'll do is we'll go through the penalties anyway. Now, uh, you know, we'll go through each one individually and uh, we'll go through the games as they happen so the first one so City versus Wolves City won 1-0 thanks to a, this this penalty now if you haven't seen it okay it is it's probably one of the worst decisions I've seen from VAR because okay the, the penalty is given initially and that's fine. You know, if he gives it initially and then has to change his mind, I don't mind that because obviously that's what VAR is for, is to catch the mistakes. So giving it, if you thought it hit his arm in the in the split second that it happened, fine. But once you review it, but but one, one, now that you've got VAR, because he wasn't even asked to review it like by, by the guys in the booth, the referee. So what are they actually looking for? That's the question for me. Because this, like, you should watch it if you haven't seen it, but essentially the cross comes in and the defender has his arm up. He does. He has his arm up because that's his natural movement. He has his arm up, but it hits him in his armpit, right? So it doesn't even hit his arm. I mean, I suppose you're asking where the cutoff is then, but it hits more his body, in my opinion, than, than, like, you know, his armpit, basically. And so you think to yourself, well, hold on, if he doesn't have his arm up there, or if he has his arm stretched out to the side, rather than above his head, does it hit his arm and therefore impede? Like, if you cut his arm off, like, if the arm isn't there, then, you know, it still hits his body. You know, the arm, he is not gaining any advantage by it hitting his arm, which it didn't anyway. You know, I think you've got to ask that, haven't you? I mean, if you've got your arms crossed against your chest and it hits you in the it hits your arm, but if they weren't there, it would have hit your chest. Is that a penalty? They were giving penalties for that, like you know, eighteen months ago. But obviously, they realised that was ridiculous, and so therefore, you know, changed the rule. But and this is the same sort of thing. Like at the end of the day, if it doesn't hit his armpit, it hits his torso. You know, so there's no advantage to it. So, so I, I just can't... It's baffling that they didn't go, listen, mate, it's actually not even hit his arm at all. It's, it's hit his armpit, which I would class as his body. But, you know, obviously some people might differ. And that's the problem. You know, that, that, is, that is where the problem lies. Like, at the end of the day, if your definition of arm and, or handball includes armpit, then, that is of, then that's, that's handball, isn't it? But it surely can't. <laughs> because it it's it's your body like it hit oh I, anyway look I thought it was ridiculous um, it's it's one of the softest penalties I've ever seen uh, this one this is probably the worst one we're gonna go through um, well there are some ridiculous ones coming up but yeah this one City didn't look as though they had any idea as well they were properly you know Wolves had ten men they they'd had a man sent off at half time. Uh, just before half time, which was the ridiculous as well, like two two bookings in the space of like thirty seconds, like basically Raúl Jiménez, because conceded a foul, com committed a foul on the halfway line and got booked for it, and then he blocked the taking of the free kick 
uh, from like you know a centimeter away from the ball, which therefore got him a second booking. Like it was so stupid. Um, but you know, the city players obviously surround the referee, clapped his decision. You know, they're all a bunch of fucking cheats. Anyway, so you know you've got wolves with ten men, literally just defending like for the whole of the second half. It was it was boring. It was it was rubbish. And like City though didn't know what to do. Like they they had the ball for about 90% of the game and they were just passing it side to side side to side and didn't they didn't have a striker. So they didn't they couldn't they didn't, weren't crossing it. They were they were trying to just sort of pass it in the net and you know Wolves were holding steady. And 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 quite frankly without that penalty I don't necessarily think that City would have gone to it. Now, obviously, you can't say that. You can't say it definitively. But I just think that the way the game was going, Wolves were hanging on. And, yeah, in those scenarios, you always do kind of think, oh, bloody hell, are they actually going to break through? You know, Wolves look as though they're, like, hanging on for dear life. But it wasn't as though City were creating amazing chances and missing amazing chances. They were creating very little. And although they had a lot of the ball... They just, they just weren't, and yeah, they, they, they were peppering them with shots, but like they were shots that they weren't really fashioning in like good positions, and it was they weren't guilt edge chances, as you say. So, yeah, this penalty really helped them out, and obviously we talked last week about goalkeepers just standing still for penalties, and quite frankly, you know, they should, they should you know, this fucking goalkeeper should have listened to that because if he stands still, Sterling misses that penalty. It was a really bad penalty as well. It reminded me of Berbatov's penalty in the uh, in the FA Cup final, like, where he just passed it to the goalkeeper. Like, if the goalkeeper stands there, because Raheem Sterling, right, he is, in my opinion, a poor choice for a penalty taker because he can't. I've never seen Raheem Sterling boot it, like properly leather it. I've never seen him hit it hard because, like, he's more of a tippy tappy guy isn't he do you know what I mean like he's like he places it and he's like obviously he's a phenomenal footballer I'm not having a go at him I'm just saying I've never seen him smash it and so that's what you want from a penalty in my, in my opinion unless you can place it right in the corner but you know you just what you want to do what Ronaldo and Salah do and, and, and I'm well it that's my opinion but so Sterling steps up and you're thinking to yourself right unless he puts this right in the corner this goalkeeper's got a chance of saving it because it's good. it's not going to be powerful. And lo and behold, Sterling dribbles it down the middle. But this goalkeeper has jumped out of the way early. And we say, don't we, always just stand there and you save the penalties. It forces the fella, it forces Sterling to make a decision and to potentially change his mind when he's on his run-up, which is always a bad idea. So, yeah ridiculous it was a poor penalty but obviously it went in he scored it and then the commentator like cool as you like and it's like no 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 he fucking scuffed it it was a terrible penalty and if the goalkeeper had any nous at all he would have fucking just picked it up so yeah one of them anyway City you know they look good though don't they you know they are on a good run now I mean they them and Liverpool of course are on a fantastic run uh, they've won five on the bounce six on the bounce however many it is now lose count because that's how high it is but uh, you know it's um they're looking impressive and they're not full strength and some of their players some of their key players some of their star signings haven't been good for them yet and so they can only really get better by the looks of things so and with Chelsea potentially struggling you know in the last few weeks if those continue then obviously you know City will be the ones to watch I think anyway uh so yeah, so City, I thought that was probably the worst penalty decision I've I've seen. And don't get me wrong, you know, I don't like City. You know, 
But I, I, I like very few teams. So you can take my word for it that I am being as neutral as possible because I, I have a le- a, 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 an equal hatred for most, most, most clubs. So I'm not being biased in any way. I just, it, was, it was terrible. And please, if there are any City fans listening and you thought it was a stonewaller, fucking tell me why and we'll, and, we'll, and we'll talk about it. But honestly, it definitely wasn't. It, it wasn't a penalty at all. Um, anyway, moving on. Um, Arsenal beat Southampton 3-0. Well done. Uh, you know, good performance for you know they're they're bouncing back. They sort of they look as though they can go on a run. Then they have a bit of a blip. You know, they should have beaten Everton. Should have at least drawn. Um, but yeah, and and then they they come back again. So you know, it was uh, yeah, it's uh, they they're doing okay. Uh, Arsenal, you know, they're not uh, they're not. I think they're okay in terms of the top four race. I think they'll probably be there or thereabouts. But they're not going to get it. But that's still a hell of an improvement considering where they were. Anyway, um, yeah, so, so they're doing around. Southampton, I don't think they're bad enough to go down because they've got a decent coach, got a good manager. But let's just, let's just see, you know, let's keep an eye on it because they haven't kicked on like I thought they might. So, you know, they are still precariously down there. But, you know, they've got some good players. You know, that Armstrong looks quite good. Uh, che Adams, of course, can chip in with a few goals. And Ward-Prowse, I don't think he's as good as everyone thinks he is, though, Ward-Prowse, and that's the problem, maybe, because they rely on him quite a bit. So it'll be interesting. They might be down there at the end of the season, but they're definitely they're, there's definitely three squads that are worse than theirs. I'll tell you that for free. So you know, they, And there's definitely three managers managing those squads who are worse than their manager. So you know, we'll definitely see you know, what the crack is. I'm sure they'll survive. Mm. Anyway, uh, sorry, we'll talk about the penalty. So we'll just go through the games, though. But, you know, so Chelsea... Okay, this is the big one. Chelsea versus Leeds. Really good game. Uh, you know, 3-2 to Chelsea. Uh, Leeds were back to their old ways in this game. They looked really good, really, some really good football. Some of their goals were really good. Uh, their first goal was a penalty. So we'll go through these penalties, okay? So Leeds was a stonewall penalty. Like, you know, at the end of the day, um, Alonso just came flying in at James. And look, these are the controversial ones, I suppose, in a way, because... James had kicked the ball too far ahead of him to get. The ball was going out of play. But is does that matter when Alonso literally sides him down? I don't think it really does. Like, at the end of the day, Alonso has committed the foul because, like, it does. it's irrelevant what James has touched. Like, he's touched it past him and Alonso has dived in. So Alonso's not thinking, oh, well, he's touched it out, so therefore whatever I do here is going to be a bit, isn't, isn't, is fine. No. Alonso is all Alonso has seen is that James has touched it past him and he's already made the commitment to fly into the tackle. So the fact that it goes out of play or the fact that it's a perfect touch, it doesn't it's irrelevant. It essentially, you know, it is still a foul either way, because obviously, you know, it doesn't matter about the outcome because Alonso's siding down. So Stonewall penalty, that one, and you know, they he scored it. It was it was a decent penalty. Like I mean, Mendy tried to do our, our technique, you know, where you stand there, but he sort of still did commit, and so then Rafinha just went right and we'll put it past you. So, yeah, it's... I just think that they need to stand in the middle. Anyway, whatever. So Chelsea, right, okay, so then obviously Chelsea equalised through a penalty. And this one is probably... Well, it's definitely not as bad as the City one, the first Chelsea penalty. But... It was nowhere. It was never a penalty. Um, so, essentially, Rudiger, who is a big fucking cheat, 
Um, and we'll talk about him in a minute a bit more. But my God, he's, he's probably one of the worst in the league, if not the worst. Like, he's a right fucking cheat. Um, which is what makes him a good player, Because, by the way. Because obviously he gets away with it. He pushes the boundaries. No one's prepared to ban him for it, for the fucking antics that he does. You know, always mouthing off at the referee. Always mouthing off at people, pushing people. You know, it's always pushing, 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 pushing. So, you know, but it winds people up, doesn't it? So you know, and it gets people on edge. So obviously he's quite, you know, it helps him play the game and it helps him put people off, I suppose. But anyway, right, Rudiger has the ball, and he's got the ball in the box, and then Rafinha comes sliding in and wins the ball with his trailing leg. That's the issue, because he kind of scissors him, but he wins the ball. And so the referee doesn't give it. And, and then it gets overturned by VAR, because he goes over to the monitor and has a look. Now, I'm sorry, but if you are not overturning the City Wolves penalty, and not inviting the referee to go and have a look to change his mind when he's given a penalty based on whatever evidence you've got there, then there is no way that you can invite the referee to come and change his mind about this one. You know? Because there's not enough there to to, to overturn it. Rafinha has won the ball. It was a forceful tackle, but he still won the ball. And so I, I just thought, that's that, that was a really poor decision in my opinion. Just, as I say, I'm not biased. I do fucking hate Chelsea though, you know, uh, I've been praising them a lot recently and, you know, obviously they've been on a bad run recently, but I fucking hate them. Like, you know, they are not nice. They're not nice, Chelsea. I don't like them. Anyway, whatever. That, that, it doesn't matter. But essentially, I didn't think that was a penalty because Rafinha won the ball and I think you'd be hard-pressed to find someone who would, could disagree with me. Again, any Chelsea fans out there, tell me. Tell me why you think, oh, because he was a bit too forceful to tackle. No, because he won the ball. That's my, that's, that's, it shouldn't be a penalty purely because of that. Anyway, and Rudiger, like, rolling around, like, screaming about it, like, fuck off. Like, honestly, like, he won the ball and fuck off. Like, Jesus. Anyway, so, yeah, so, annoying. So, obviously, Jorginho puts it in. Goalkeeper doesn't stand there like we've discussed. Anyway, I'll stop saying that. Um, but then, you know, and then obviously, you know, then Chelsea went 2-1 up through Mount. Goalkeeping error, I think, like, you know, when the cross comes in from the left, or the right, you know, it doesn't matter which side, but when a cross comes in, the goalkeeper should always be defending his near post. Am I right? I sound like a goalkeeping expert. I'm not. But, like, you know, surely that's, you know, the first thing you know, in it, Like, you know, defend your near. Anyway, Mount puts it in the near post and, you know, ridiculous. And then Leeds fight their way back and it's a brilliant little move that they equalise from and, you know, what have you. And then the real controversy, the 94th minute penalty. Again, Rudiger involved. He controls the ball. And I thought he just fell over. You know, basically he controls the ball and he's got his back to the goal and there's a defender at his back, right? Typical hold-up play, but he's in the box. He's on the corner of the box. And he lays it off. And, yeah, he just lays it off. And this fella, the defender, has kicked, tapped his foot as he's laying it off. 
because it's it's about waist height i would say it is one of the worst <laughs> reactions to that i've ever seen again rolling around screaming and they give the penalty like you know and potentially it is a penalty but it's soft it is a soft soft penalty yeah so it was soft and rudiger's reaction sold it but he obviously, you know, he's kicked through the back of his foot slightly. So, obviously, if your team gets it, you're, like, you're happy with it. If, you, if it's given against your team, you're not. It's one of them. It's never a stonewall penalty, but it's never a... Well, it's never, never a penalty. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. It's one of them. So, anyway. Jorginho sticks it in. Good penalty. He's a good penalty taker because goalkeepers have no bollocks and always dive early. And, yeah, they win the game. But the annoying thing is about this game was that, you know, there was a big kickoff at the end, which was great. You know, obviously you love a good kickoff. But you hate the fellas who who, <laughs> who were the ones who cause it. Because Rudiger, like, Rudiger didn't cause it, all right? So there was a bit of a kickoff at the end or whatever, but it was close to the Leeds goal. Rudiger... You see him coming in, you sprinting in. If you want to watch it, it's on it's on Sky Sports YouTube channel. Just just the kickoff. He comes sprinting in from about 50, 60 yards away and starts shoving everyone and starts screaming in the face and stuff. And then he has to be led away by Lukaku. And it's just like, you know, this guy has to be involved in some sort of kickoff. And it's like, is he going to get banned? You know, why can't they retrospectively just say, listen... You are a fucking cheat. You should. You're gonna get. We're gonna ban you for a game. You know, Boxing Day game, which would be great for him personally because he can obviously have a nice Christmas then. But you know, not good for Chelsea. So I don't know. I just. I, just, I mean, like, this is the type of stuff you don't want to see. You know, like just a dickhead being. I mean, he gets praised every week, and he, yeah, he's a good player. Of course he is, but I just think he's a fucking cheat. And, you know, there's no reason for it a lot of the time. You know, I mean, in the build-up to the second goal, to the second Leeds goal, or was it even the first goal? No, it was second goal. He just shoved some fella. Like, like, the guy was on the ball, and he just shoved him in the back. You know, he maintained his balance, and they still went on and to score. But it's just like, you know, he's just quite aggressive. And, uh, you know, good player. And... I don't know, maybe maybe you notice these things about people who you pay close attention to because I don't like the way he plays, so I'm paying close attention to him and what he does. You know, maybe Rio Ferdinand used to do this kind of stuff. You know, maybe Van Dijk does it, I don't know. Maybe you need to do it to be a great defender, but I just think he takes it a bit too far. Anyway, I don't wanna I don't wanna be like singling someone out for hate you know, for abuse or whatever, and I hope it's not abusive, but I just think that he is he takes it too far, and, he's, and I think he's a cheat. And I don't think it's very fair that, that you know he's labelled as one of the best defenders because obviously Van Dijk. In I don't think Van Dijk, you know, resorts to this kind of resorts to these kind of tactics. And he is the best defender in the world. So anyway, yeah. I mean, I know Harry Maguire doesn't, but he's too slow to push people. You know, he's he's always like five yards behind him. So <clears throat> yeah, whatever. Anyway. Um, Let's go to the next game quickly. Uh, Liverpool against Villa. They won 1-0. Return of the legend Steven Gerrard. A losing return. So it's quite a nice quite a nice side note. 
But anyway, uh, you know, yeah, Liverpool, I mean, you know, they obviously look great. They're playing really well. But again, this is another penalty. And this one, to me, well, it's not as controversial as the City one, for sure. And it's not as controversial as Chelsea's first one either. But I don't hate me, Liverpool fans, but I don't think this was a penalty, quite frankly. I just, I, I just think that, like, maybe I'm being a bit harsh because Salah, you know, obviously all the, I don't want to use a cliche, but his reputation precedes him. Like, no, none of that crap. Like, he's not a diver, you know, Salah. I don't think he is because he's a strong guy and he pl- and he stays on his feet a lot. And quite frankly, some of the amazing goals that he scored where he's beat like four or five fellas in the box, he's had plenty of opportunity to go down on those and he doesn't. So, you know, he's not a dive. But, and, and also actually, <clears throat> I think that when he's moving as fast as he is and gets a slight knock, it can look as though he's diving, it can look as though he's throwing himself, but it's just purely his momentum. In a lot, a lot of the time. I mean, this one, he he roll like he sort of like flips over after the contact is made by Mings. Um, but again, that's purely because he's moving quite fast. However, there is a little bit of a caveat here because I think Salah, as he beats Mings, as he's running past him, he he sort of like shimmies his hip into Mings, which causes Mings to fall over which then causes him to obviously make contact with Salah, which he didn't necessarily want to do. I don't think Mings has necessarily made a challenge there. I think he's been put off balance by Salah's initial contact and therefore has sort of stumbled and fallen into Salah and it looks as though he's challenging him. Now, I watched it a few times and that is the conclusion I, I came to. Now, obviously, referees don't get that benefit. Well, they do get that benefit now with VAR. But uh, it, it it's a close one. I mean, obviously, I mean, I suppose it comes down to, do you think that Mings would have conceded that penalty had Salah not essentially pushed Mings first? And I think he wouldn't have. You know, I don't think, I don't rate Mings as a defender. I don't rate him as a player. But I don't think he'd be diving in against Mo Salah when Salah's running past him in the box. I don't think he'd do that. So... I don't think this was a penalty because of the initial contact made by Salah. Obviously, that's relatively controversial. And again, Liverpool fans, let me know if you think that is ridiculous. Um, But I didn't think this was a penalty. Now, when he did take that penalty, that's how you take a penalty, I must add, though. like That was a fantastic penalty, and he put it away well. Quite frankly, the best penalty takers in the league are Salah and Ronaldo because they they just fucking smack it. And they smash it into the corners as well. So it's literally perfect penalties every time. I mean, Salah, you don't save his. What they've they've scored like twenty one in a row now, I think, that Liverpool. So yeah, none of this bollocks where you go, oh, let's do a stuttering run up, you know, like Fernandez does, and he puts it over the bar against Villa. None of that crap, you know. You just get over it and you fucking twat it, and you keep it down and you make sure it's on target, and that's what that's what. You know, Ronaldo and Salah do every time. Ronaldo's obviously missed a few in the past, but he, he you know, he's got his technique nailed on now. Uh, Salah, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen him miss a penalty. Not that I can remember. Um, but yeah, like good penalty, but it wasn't one. I don't think. And then they, you know, and it looked as though Villa didn't really offer much going forward. To be honest with you, so you know, 
a comfortable win for Liverpool. And, you know, the title race is no different. You know, all three teams won. Uh, they're all very close to each other. So, you know, it's going to be close. As, as we've said every week, it's going to be a three-horse race and it's already developing into that. There's a huge distance between those three and West Ham in fourth. So, yeah, it's uh, it's just going to be them three running away with it from now on. Um, obviously, you know, I have backed Chelsea all the way through this. Um, and, 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 you know, I think I still will, to be honest with you. Chelsea have some tough games coming up. Well, sorry, no, they've got a, a run of decent games coming up now. But then, turn of the year, they've got they got Liverpool um, at Stamford Bridge, I think. Um, but Liverpool will be depleted, you know. they will they, that, that will be after they uh, release Salah and Mane and uh, Cater for the African Cup of Nations. So that's obviously quite pivotal that time, and I think, and I th- and I would back Chelsea to win those game that game. You know, it basically will come down to that, won't it? If Chelsea can beat Liverpool when they don't have their best team, then that you think that they could go on to win the league. Um, but obviously, City, you know, keeping out of it, sort of going under the radar, and now they're top all of a sudden. You know, they've won like six or seven on the bounce. So. You know, I mean, they never really went under the radar, of course. You know, they're the champions and they are, you know, they've got a very deep squad and they're very good. So I'm not going to back anyone yet. I'm sorry, I'm not going to switch from Chelsea because I still think they are, you know, it depends how Tuchel gets them through this period where they're conceding a lot of goals because they didn't concede for so long and now they've conceded two or more goals in the last, you know, three games or something like that. So, you know, it's not going particularly well for them at the moment but uh, but you know they're, 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 they're obviously still they're still winning and they're still there you know within the top three so you know and they're still within touching distance so it's going to go it's going to go down to the wire so there's no point in predicting it now but yeah we'll, we'll go with Chelsea initially well anyway let's talk about the last game uh, United uh, so Norwich versus Man United and United won 1-0 again for a controversial penalty. Now, this is probably the least controversial. I know, you know, you're going to be like, oh, it's because you used to be a United fan. You're definitely still a United fan. I'm not, all right? And the guy who won it and scored it, I don't like him, all right? But credit where credit's due. It's a great penalty that he takes. However, was it a penalty? Yeah, I think it was. I think the thing is, first of all, can I just say that, like, you know, United look rejuvenated and what have you. However, this was a fucking terrible game. Like they looked poor in this game, and Norwich did as well. To be fair, like they had, Norwich looked better than them in 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 large periods of this game, but it was a boring as fuck game, like really bad. Um, but yeah, the penalty. Okay, so cross comes in, Ronaldo is challenging for the ball with the defender, and the defender puts his arm. He's kind of slightly behind Ronaldo to the left, puts his arm around Ronaldo, his right arm around Ronaldo's neck, and sort of pulls at him, pulls him down. Now, <laughs> you know, it's it's controversial in the sense that you never used to see them given, you know, right up until, I don't know, like four years ago, you would never have seen a penalty for that kind of thing. Because it's just pushing and shoving, isn't it? It's just the defender trying to defend. Um, but obviously, he he does pull him down. But on the other hand, you, you know, it is Ronaldo and he's what? Like fucking six foot six foot two, six foot four, whatever, however tall he is. And he's just, you know, 15, 16 stone of pure muscle. Like, 
he does not get pulled down by that defender in that way because he goes down as though he's been shot, Ronaldo, he does. Right? And, you know, so is that unfair? Is that why it shouldn't be a penalty? I don't know because these players are, taught, are, are told if you don't go down, then the referee won't give it you. You know, the refereeing of these decisions isn't particularly great. I mean, you know, if Ronaldo is sat, stood there with the defender with his arm round his neck and he doesn't do anything and it just goes over his head because he can't jump for it, but he doesn't fall, but he doesn't go down and he doesn't get the penalty, but it still should have been a penalty, shouldn't it? So, you know, people criticise these players for diving and, and, and stuff like that. But on the other hand, if they don't do that, then the referees don't give them anything. They don't give them these decisions which could rightfully be a penalty. So, you know, and I suppose that applies to every single penalty we've discussed today, apart from the City one. You know, if it hits your body, but it's against Man City, then it's a penalty. It's very strange. But yeah, this one was... Um, I thought this one was a penalty, you know, and quite frankly, you know, it is a it is slightly soft, you know, let, let's call it that. It is, it is not... It's not a... It's not like a... He's not hurting, do you know what I mean? He's not... It's not a... But he's impeded him because he can't jump for the ball. I don't know. I don't know. Like it's, 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 it's not... It's not enough to not give it. Do you know what I mean? Like It's not enough to change the decision, sorry. So, like, the thing is... It is a penalty. Because, quite frankly, you shouldn't be allowed to grab someone and, and have your fucking arm around them as a defender. You know, you, you're taught not to do that, aren't you? So... It was a penalty, and it was, and he obviously scored it. It was a good penalty, and then you know United held on to win the game, and it was it was a fucking shit game. But you know, they're doing they're going okay under this new manager now. They're only a point behind West Ham because they they played out an absolutely dire draw against Burnley nil nil. So they're only a point behind West Ham now, and West Ham have faded. You know, we we kind of thought they would here because. They've got a thin squad and they've got some injuries which are mounting up, unfortunately. But, you know, January can't come fast enough for them. They need at least a defender, if not two centre-halves. Because Zuma's out for three months. Um, Ogbonna is like, what, has he like done his cruciate, I think, or something? So I think he's out for the season. So, you know, that's two first-choice centre-halves who are gone up until at least March. So, you know, you're looking at... It's going to be difficult for them if they don't if they don't get reinforcements. So yeah, they need to be able to get through this period of games, which by the way is a lot of games in a very short space of time. They need pickups, but they need to just get as little damage done to them as possible, so that when they can sign a new defender, you know they're still in touching distance. But they will be fifth come January at least because they I think that they will not, they won't be able to maintain. You know they've got they've got some tough games coming up. They've got Arsenal away next. You know. Then at the then over the week at the last midweek then at the weekend they got Norwich at home, you know so they so they should be all right there, <laughs> but you know then you've got and then you're looking at Boxing Day, you know, and they got Southampton at home so they got the they got they've just got to get through Arsenal really, and uh, if they can get if they can get a result at Arsenal, then they should be in good shape to uh, potentially push on, um, and get. You know, get someone signed up and then really have a real uh, you know, kick on over the new year and hopefully still be in the hunt for top four. Um, I think United will have too much for them though, unfortunately, which would be a shame, obviously, because it's always nice to see somebody break up the top four. But you know, you, you it's not going to happen because you know United have got. 
who are going to squad. And they've made this managerial change at the right time, at the crucial juncture. If they'd have stuck with Solskjaer and they'd you know, lost a few of these you know, and, and not won those three games that they've won since Ranjit came in, then, um, sorry, the two games that Ranjit has won, then, and Carrick, then they'd be in a lot worse shape, United. But they've made this decision, you know, probably at the right time, and just so they can still get top four. So yeah, so anyway, it's uh, it's looking as though it's going to be close for everything, though. Uh, quick word on Leicester: they look as though they're doing okay. I mean. They have been bouncing around, though, you know, from like good performance to average performance to bad. You know, they they they've been poor this season. They've not been consistent enough, and they do find themselves eighth, though. So you know, they are in striking distance of West Ham. They're only six points behind them. So again, another team to potentially include in this top four race. So they just need a little bit of consistency. But they have been looking okay recently. So you know, hopefully they can uh, for Leicester fans, hopefully they can sort of kick on. And, and as I say, you know. They've got some, they've got some uh, decent fixtures coming up as well. I think so. You know they should be, should be all right. They've, uh, you know, they've got Tottenham at home, which can be tough. But then again, that could easily be called off because of the bloody shenanigans that are happening at Tottenham. Uh, but yeah, and then they've got um, Everton away. <laughs> I mean, you know, Everton home or away is is a fucking guaranteed win at the moment. They are looking crap. So we'll see. And then obviously on Boxing Day. They do have City away though, so that is going to be, you know, that could really knock the stuffing out of them. But uh, hopefully, they've uh, if they pick up six points before then, of course, then they're, you know, back in the hunt, aren't they? So it's it's all still to play for. Uh, you know, I still think I'm going to go with my predictions though. You know, we're going to go with, um, you know, it's going to be three from five, isn't it? You know, it's going to be Norwich, Newcastle, Burnley, Watford, and Brentford still. I think down there come the come the end of the season. You know, Southampton might get might get dragged in as well. Um, you know, because as I say, they haven't kicked on like I thought they would. Uh, but Everton as well, looking f- like it's looking precarious for Everton, like because you know, should we be worried about Everton? Yes, not not because they might go down, but simply because where's the ambition? You know, what the fuck's happening with them? Like, are, is is fourteenth good enough? Of course not. So yeah, I I think we should worry about where with the direction of the club that they're he- where it's heading. Anyway, it's going to be three from those five. And also top four is going to be your usual top four. City, Liverpool, Chelsea with United finishing fourth. So, yeah, that's what's going to happen, in my opinion. Anyway, we've got a lot of games coming up. So I'll be doing this once a week, like I've said. Uh, So hopefully, I mean, I think, uh, where are we? We are, so it's the 13th today. So I think I'll probably be recording next Monday as well, the 20th. So that'll be when your next episode is. But, um, and then it'll probably be, after Christmas then, but I'll speak to you on Monday, uh, so we'll get a new episode out then, so take it easy, this has been a bit of a shorter one, because quite frankly, you know, you can only talk about penalties for so long, can't you, so yeah, take it easy, have a good week, and I'll speak to you soon.